0: Well, good morning and welcome to New Hope
1: Church. My name is Mel. And I'm Ben. And again, good morning. It's good to see everybody here. Yeah. yeah we also For those of you online?
0: those of you online as well. Good morning.
1: You know, there's a lot of things happening here in our church, so we want to let you know what's taking place, such as... That's your cue, buddy. Inside, <laughs> inside our
0: fellowship hall. Inside our fellowship hall, we have our connecting wall. And if God has put serving on your heart here at New Hope Church, there's a lot of ministries or areas to serve. We have these cards in there that you can read about different ministries. And if you're interested, you can fill out your name. You can drop them in the offering boxes that are in the back of our sanctuary as well as in the fellowship hall. Or even better, you can come give it to one of us in between services and we can talk story.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of ministries here happening at New Hope, such as our Kopuna ministry, which is having their country store coming up next month, February, and I am looking forward to it because you know, Kopunas, you guys make some awesome big goods. So I want to let you know, I personally want to support you guys when that country store comes, because it's going to be after our 21 days of fasting and prayer, so... I'm saving my money for that one. Yeah.
0: We're, we're, we're <laughs> bake sale ready. Yeah, we're bake sale we're ready. We're <laughs> bake sale ready. Yeah, and if you are interested in donating to our Kupuna ministry, and what it does is it, it supports different events that they put on throughout the year. If you're interested, please see Pastor Pauline in the sanctuary. And if you don't know who Pastor Pauline is, come find one of us. We can introduce you to her. Yeah, and
1: Speaking of Pastor Pauline, Pastor Pauline has been here from the beginning of New Hope. Wow. And did you know that we're celebrating this year? 2023 is a year of celebration. Let's and go. And we're actually celebrating 42 years of new hope this year. 42? Man, where were you 42 years ago?
0: <clears throat> uh, no, I was not. I was yeah. not. I was <laughs> not.
1: We weren't here yet. We, <laughs> we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're still a thought in God's heart. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: And celebrations is what this year is all about. As a church for our 42nd, and, and as a four-square family, we are celebrating 100 years as a four-square denomination. 100
1: years. And you know, in these last 100 years, we've seen God do many great things throughout his four-square churches. And again, it's a great time where we get to celebrate what God has done in the last 100 years and look forward to what has in store for the future. In fact, let's take a look at a video that hi- highlights these past 100 years.
0: gospel presents.
2: So wherever you're at, I want you to get out of your seat when you feel that tugger pull. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. It's been 50 years or more in the making, and it just doesn't seem like it could be real. Freak! Freak! Freak!
0: Freak! I'm going to ask you to help me preach this sermon. You tell somebody next to you, expect your prayers to be answered because Jesus is alive.
2: Understand we are the healing presence of a God who is always on the side of wholeness.
0: He's the God of the living and the God of life and the God of death. Our presence
1: must state that.
0: There's an answer that
2: has a message and reflects Christ, it's the church. The first connection to the word church that Jesus ever mentioned is in the context of the gates of hell not standing before us that he would build this indestructible, inevitable church. We thrive when we're moving forward. Yeah, we get to celebrate this year big time. And we only get to celebrate 100 years once. So we're going to celebrate. We're going to see all the great things that God has done. We already see Him doing great things. And if you haven't seen Him doing great things, look in the mirror and ask Him of the great things that He's doing in your life. Because they're there. We just have to look for them. Sometimes we have to look through a lot of messy things to find the things that God is actually doing. Because we're human beings, and so we automatically tend to look at what is negative rather than what is positive and what God is doing and His promises. So we get to celebrate 100 years, but also 42 years as a church. We were the first four-square church that was planted in Hawaii. This church was the first four-square church planted in Hawaii. So we're the oldest four-square church in Hawaii, and so we get to celebrate this year. I'm thankful that we get to do that and honored to be a part of something this special and significant in our community and around the world. So we want to welcome all of you who are joining us around the world uh, via live stream. So we get to do these things, not so that we have this thing called church. We do these things so that we develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. It really comes down to that because it is a personal relationship with Jesus. That's where we begin. We start with him. This is the journey that we're on. And I'm glad that it's Jesus Christ and not a church. If you fall in love with a church or a pastor, they will both let you down. You fall in love with Jesus, he will never fail you. So fall in love with him. Today we're going to be talking about walking with Jesus and just being in this journey with him because walking with Jesus will make all the difference in the world how life will be. It's walking with him. Who you walk with makes a difference in how you're going to live. And even physically, when you're walking with someone, right? You're walking with like your, your grandchild. When you walk with them and they're two or three years old, your pace is much slower. Now, as an impatient person, I used to have fun with my kids and I would lift them up, like, yay, let's go, woohoo, let's go. And so that I could go quicker. Now, one arm is longer than the other, but at least I got to go where I needed to go. But they were young. As they get older, their pace changes. And then your walk with them changes. If you're walking with someone and, and you have conversation, it's a good walk because it's good conversation. You have things in common. You're just talking story. It's, just a, it's a good walk. If you're walking with someone and you're just arguing and just animosity and fighting, that's called marriage. That's different <laughs> than a good walk. But you still go shopping. You still do the things you got to do. So who you walk with makes a difference. When you walk with Jesus, that makes all the difference because he's gracious, he's loving, he's kind. His his motives is built off of love. His motives comes out of love. And his grace is beyond what we can ever imagine. His grace is sufficient. That's that's what keeps us going. It's knowing that, that we have flaws in us, yet Jesus still walks side by side with us. And when we walk with him, he takes us through this life and the journey that we're on to help us reach higher potential in our lives—that's that, what that's what he does, and he's very good at it. He he walks with us so that we can do greater things and become the person he made us to be. So Heidi and I—Heidi's my wife—we uh, always wanted to have chickens, right? Raise chickens and and have eggs because eggs kind of up there in price. So we figure get some chickens, and then you know they can lay eggs, and now we have you know fresh eggs like that day we had chickens before and they were laying eggs and then we got dogs and then we didn't have chickens it just we we wasn't ready for that we didn't know what was going to happen with the circle of life so we didn't have chickens for a long time and we're like we got to get some chickens now we got to get a coop we have to have this whole thing Uh, but the other day we have this fenced-in yard for our dogs to run around and i see chickens on the outside they're just cruising three hens and a rooster I'm like, where do these chickens come from? Like, I've never seen these chickens hanging out. And so I, I tell Heidi, I'm like, we got chickens outside. She's like, what? I said, yeah, they're, they're outside. They're just hanging around. She's like, oh, cool. Maybe God's providing. I'm like, I don't think those are our chickens. I think they belong to someone. She's like, they're not tied up. I'm like, you don't, yeah, which is true. And then she, she feeds birds. So you know, like old bread, she'll scatter bread in the yard and birds will come in. The chickens flew in the yard. And I'm like, Heidi, the chickens are in our yard. She goes, yes, God provides. They're free-range chickens. They're free. So I'm like, that's true. That is true. But I don't think they're going to stay there. Uh, so, so we're not keeping the chickens because we got to let our dogs out. So I say, you know what, I'm going to open the back gate and let the chickens out. Who let the chickens out? It just came to my mind. So I, I open the gate. So I go in the back, and I'm like, I got to get the chickens out. So I'm like trying to uh, like, like get them out. And they're following the fence line. They're like, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? So they're trying to follow the fence line. They hit the fence that's open. They turn around. I'm like, go around the... Th-. You know how you're talking to animals. They really, you know they don't understand, but you hope they understand. And there's this whole Dr. little thing you're trying to accomplish and not working. They run back to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Go this way. The hens all fly out. They fly. I'm like, yes. The rooster's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm like... You can fly So I start like Let's go and, and he's not flying So he gets to the gate again Turns around I'm like bro You're making men look bad You gotta You gotta fly Finally he flies over the fence And he's flying I'm like That's a, that's a nice bird Nice you know Got the, the comb on the top It was a red He's checking out A of chicken fighters right now so flying and nice feathers beautiful color and flying over and I was like you do not have feathers and wings to look good you have feathers and wings to fly which brought us brought me to a relationship with Jesus I'm like wait a minute we don't have a relationship with Jesus so that we look good it's not so that we become good so that we can fly so that we can soar which is what the Bible says for us so when we look at our relationship with Jesus and walking with Jesus we walk with Jesus so we can soar with him it's not just to become good he's not trying to make bad people good he's trying to bring dead people to life That's, that's what he does he brings the dead to life So if you've ever been at a place where you're like, man, I'm empty on the inside, I don't know what's happening. I just every day is a struggle, or you're you're depressed, and I don't know what to do. He he came to bring us to life. That's what he does. So we're gonna look at, we just call them five C's, and we're gonna start with Christ. This is the first thing we have to remember. Everything starts with Jesus. That's where we begin. It starts with Jesus Christ. Not a church, not a religion, not a, a set of behavioral patterns. Not, not some, a list of things to do. It starts with Jesus, like our relationship with Jesus. He's very good at relationships and so much so that he died for it. This one man came up to Jesus and he said, hey, what, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom of God? What must I do? And he went specifically to an action, like, what do I need to do? Tell me what do I need to do. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 19, verse 21, he says, you know, if you want to be perfect, go sell all that you have and then give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. So he's saying, if you want to be perfect, if you want to have a list of things to do, then, then sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. In other words, Jesus picked the one thing he knew this guy wouldn't do. This guy actually went away sad because he had so many things. The reason why Jesus picked the one thing he wasn't going to do is because Jesus wasn't looking for perfection. He never looks for perfection. He doesn't look for anything in us that says, now I qualify, now I can, now I can have you in my life. I got my act together, Jesus, now, now I can receive you. saying, you're never going to have your act together. That's not what I'm after. I'm after your heart. I have my act together. That's what Jesus says. I already, I already took care of that. I took care of what you couldn't do. Let me do that. Let me do the perfection part. And all you need to do is love me. Yeah, but I, I don't even love myself. Then let me love you. Let me pour out my love on you. Then you will understand what love looks like. Because you think it's it's based upon things you do. But Jesus's love is based on who He is, He is love. So it will always start with Jesus Christ Then he uses the word and follow me And if you're at a good old age where you know schoolhouse rock You know that and is a conjunction It joins words together So he says yeah you want to do that that's fine And come follow me Yeah that's great and come follow me Have you ever asked someone a question and they never give you a yes or a no But they give you everything else it's like, hey, you want to go to lunch? Well, I, I, got, I have an appointment at 11, and then I should be finished by 12, but I also have to pay bills, and then I got, I, I'm, you know, I, I got to check my car. You know. Yeah, do you want to go to lunch? I just want to spend time with you. Yeah, well, after that, I got to pick up the children. I, yeah, no, I just want to have lunch. Yes or no? Well, I got to process this thing. I know, but I just, I just need to know. I just want to be with you. Sometimes we do that with Jesus. He's saying, and, "And come follow me." Yeah, but tell me, what else do I have to do? Do I have to do I have to get my act together? Do I have to go to church? I got to read the Bible. What do, I have to, what do I have to do? He's like, "Yeah, you can do that." But I just want to be with you. I just I just want to spend time with you. And we can easily pop off a list to God why we don't want to be in a relationship with Him. It's easy to do that because we see the negative things that can happen in our own lives but it will always start with Jesus. Our high school and youth ministry called Relentless, right now they're on break, and what we're doing is we're training up, we're heading into a season where we're training up the leaders and raising up leaders that will be a team to oversee our high school and junior high, and then in the future, young adults and so forth. But right now, our Relentless ministry is on break and we'll, we'll get to the place where we're going to gather again. But they're only meeting right now on Sundays during third service and then Wednesday nights. So those are the two meeting dates and that's junior high and high school. But that's what we're bringing to our youth and your youth is Jesus. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about judging someone else. It's not about my behavior is better than yours or, or I'm doing this, this is my life. Oh, you need to be doing what I'm doing. It's about our relationship with Jesus And so that's what we're doing with our youth ministry. We want them to know Jesus in an ever-changing world. Pastor Bunny is overseeing that. She's not the youth pastor. She's training the leaders that will oversee the youth ministry. And we're going to see God do phenomenal things in this generation because we need to bring in Jesus into this generation, not religion. Stay away from religion. Stay close to Jesus. Religion says I have to do these things for God to accept me. Relationship says he already did these things so he accepts me. Religion pulls us away from God. Relationship with Jesus draws us near. Stay close to Jesus. Not a church, not a pastor. Jesus. It always starts with him. And then... We also want to say thank you to Christian Gopal who oversaw our youth ministry. If you know Christian, please text him, call him, let him know how grateful we are because he set up this next season very well. He was so detailed that he put post-its in different areas to say this is what this is for, this is what this is, this is this person's, and he put it all in place for this next season. So we want to say thank you to Christian Gopal for setting us up very well. I'm going to thank him. Thank for this past season, he did so well. Which brings us to the second thing, because last year it was all about community. So we don't throw away community, we say we're gonna build upon that. And why a community? Because we grow and mature in community. We need each other in order for us to grow and mature. Like we need people, we have mirror neurons in us. When we see, we learn something happens in us we feel something so when we gather together like this we learn things when we're in a small group setting when we're in a bible study when we're worshiping together learning together and sitting down having breakfast together we're in community we're learning some of you will have things at your home and you're learning together that's why hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 tells us and let us not neglect Our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his his return is drawing near. Let us not neglect our meeting together. This is why we gather together. We don't mature, we don't grow, we don't develop, we don't reach higher capacities, and we don't heal, we don't heal apart from one another. We need each other to bring that kind of healing into our lives. That's why James 5.16 says to confess your faults to one another and pray for one another. Sometimes we just confess faults. And we just talk about all of our, the negative things that happen in our lives. But the Lord says, no, you pray for one another that ye may be healed. That the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's where the healing comes in. So if there's still pain and there's hurt, there's and there's scars there and, 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 and wounds that are still healing, this is where the community of people come in. And you got to find the right people because you don't want to find people that are just going to gossip about you. You want to find people that want the very best for you. So we pray for one another. We find healing and strength with one another. I was unloading a truck uh, some tables, Heidi and I and we're unloading the truck. My friend comes by and he goes, hey, you need help. I was like, no, I'm good. What, with the tables? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I get it. We can do this. He's like, brah, even Superman need help. Hey. Heidi, without even skipping a beat, she's like, yeah, it's called Wonder Woman. I was like, oh, <laughs> touche. <laughs> Which is true. We need one another. We, like, sometimes we don't ask for help. And then when we, when we break something, like, like just, just starting a chainsaw. Like, brr, ah, pull your back. Call your boy. Hey, you can help me. We only ask for help when we can't do something. But a community of people are there so that we don't get to the breaking point. So that we learn and grow and mature in who God has made us to be. So that we can develop character. Character character is one of those things that is so um, not, not looked upon too much today. Like, the character is, it's almost like character has, we've forgotten about character. And, and even in the workplace, sometimes, it, like, like, there are so many jobs that are available, but not enough workers. We see that happening so what happens is out of 10,000 people that you can choose from like the best of the best we have 10 people that we can choose from and not saying that it's a yes or no but it's something that we're learning that not not all the time you're going to find the person with the best character out of the 10,000 you're just going to settle for who has the best character out of the 10 and they may not have the best character but you need them, and they know you need them. So they may not have the best character, so when it comes to customer service and other things, that's, you, you just settle for what you have. But as a believer, this is what God is looking for in the workplace. You don't have a boss, but you do have a God who has given you an overseer. And how you work in the workplace is going to reflect who he is. So I don't work for a person. I don't work for an individual or the boss or the owner of the company. I work through them to God. As Colossians tells us, we work wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, not to man, because he's the one that has the reward for us. We work wholeheartedly to him. I I can tell you this. When you work wholeheartedly for the Lord and you're asking him for, for how you can be, or for wisdom and direction and how you can be a better employee, you're gonna stand out. They're going to see a difference in you, not because of your, of your work ethic, but because of your character. Some of us are like, well, I'm, how come I didn't get a raise? I need a raise. I'm going to get a raise. Work as if you already have it. Yeah, but it's not fair. It's not fair. Work as if working for the Lord. If the king of all kings were there, you'd work different. You're king. If you're a believer, it changes everything when you understand that Jesus is the one that we're developing our character with. That's why Romans tells us, Romans 5, verses 3 through 5, that we can rejoice too, when we run into problems and trials. Thank God it doesn't stop there. It continues. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character, it doesn't even stop. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know, second time, that we know, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And it's a love that never fails. So we don't stop. We're not, we, we, we're not frugal when it comes to developing character. We keep investing in it. We keep developing. We're going to encounter trials and various problems we can only count it joy because it's going to lead to something because our confident hope in salvation is because of Jesus not us so let's not be frugal when it comes to developing character keep going develop that strength of character which strengthens our confident hope of salvation and that hope will not disappoint keep going don't give up you keep going develop that character don't be frugal with it Heidi is the most frugal person I know which is a good thing it's a good thing I mean although it's kind of bantering and I know you love me so I'm, I'm okay I'm safe and we're in church everybody watching <laughs> like she is so frugal that even though like a bag will be like breaking apart like the handle it's like the cloth is all frail it's all it's, it's broken it's holy all right but it's I'm like, go buy another bag. She goes, I don't need another bag. I'm like, this one is falling apart. She goes, No, I like it. Look, see, it fits, it's perfect. I like it, soft. It's soft because it's worn out. The thing is an antique now. She says, But I like it, I like it. Like if air cost money, she'd be dying. She'd take one breath and hold them for a long time. <gasps> Heidi, you gotta breathe. Not on sale yet. That would be her. Which is good because when we need things, yeah, we can buy it. But don't be frugal when it comes to your character. Develop it. It goes a long way. And God develops that through various trials. And he's the best at it. He's the best at developing character. He just needs you to cooperate. It comes to something that many of us, maybe we hear it, but we don't understand it. It's our calling. It's a calling. Now, if you, like now, you can call people, right? If, if you want to know where your son or daughter is, besides tracking them, you call them, or you text them, like, hey, you need to come home, or whatever it is, or you have a curfew that your son or daughter needs to be home at, and you call them. Growing up, we didn't have this, so we had a different calling. It was your name, or a whistle, or the streetlights. Was either one of those things. Thank God for street lights that didn't come on all the same time. Like we knew which street light was the last one that came on, and we'd come in now and be I made it. And they're like, nope, street light came on. Nope, you missed the time. No. Ma down the block, auntie's house. You a know, street light. That is still off. It's still off. But this that's the one we shoot with and BB gun. And so nobody knew that was the one, that was the saving grace. But you had a calling. It was either a whistle or someone called your name. They called you. You understood the calling. You understood the whistle. It was a distinct sound. There's a distinct sound when mom or dad calls you, when they say something. There's a sound, a certain tone, when you know you're in trouble. You don't like that tone. You don't. There's a unique calling for every single one of us that has purpose and value. It's a calling, it's specific for you It's not for anyone else It's specifically designed for you You can't take your calling And place it on someone else You can't take what is designed for you And exchange it with someone else You can't look at someone's life And say I want that calling You can't do that God has a specific calling Designed, catered And it's tailor made for you and I He specifically knows how we're designed and that calling goes with it. Jesus himself said, many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. And we forget that he's the one that calls us. It's like running a race, but we don't start and we don't finish. And we're saying, how come I don't get the prize? Jesus says, many are called. Many are in the race, but not everybody starts and finishes. I've called you to begin and to end. I'm the alpha, the omega. I am the beginning and the end. It starts with me. I'm calling you. There's a specific life that I've called you to live, and I'm, I'm drawing you near. It comes down to our relationship with him. It's, it's your calling. It's specific for you, designed for you. The other day, we're talk, I was talking to a friend, and they were saying that their daughter is looking for a stroller. I'm like, oh, a stroller. For a newborn, she has yet to give birth. I mean, oh that's cool. And they said, Do You know how many, you know how much a stroller costs today? And I'm just thinking, like, like throw out just a number. I'm like, what, like 70 bucks, 30 dollars, thirty five? What? I don't know. I don't know what a stroller. A stroller. And then they said, No, guess how much a stroller costs? I'm like, so I throw out this outlandish number. I'm like, I don't know, like seven hundred fifty dollars? Like, no, higher. Like higher. What? No, it can't be 750. dollars to say, no, that's the low end because they're shopping at Nordstrom. Nordstrom? Some of us don't even know what Nordstrom is. You got to look it up right now. What is Nordstrom? Nordstrom, Nordstrom. Like, I don't go into Nordstrom. I look in. That's expensive already. I'm like, I can't even open I can't even afford opening the door. Nordstrom. That's where they're getting, their, they want to get their stroller from Nordstrom because supposedly that's the best quality. So we're looking at strollers at Nordstrom $750 was the low end they went to small little tires maybe you got an umbrella, little accessory $750 I'm like, I'm going to build strollers (laughs) this is some good money and then they had strollers up to $2,000 I was like, that thing better come with one babysitter, restaurant, bathroom restroom $2,000 the thing better transform and talk to me $2,000 $2,000 and supposedly they want the best quality for your baby and you're going to get what you pay for we always say that you're going to get what you pay for mine was multi-purpose red wagon, my kid can go in there you can put in pillow, you can put in belt, you can put in velcro they strap them down, duct tape, multi-purpose <laughs> So, but strollers But you want a stroller that's specifically designed for what you're going to use it for. Some people buy strollers that you run with because you exercise, so you buy that stroller for that. If you're going to travel, you buy a different stroller. It's specifically designed for your baby, and it's your child. You specifically want what you want for your child. It's for your child. So God specifically designs a calling for his child, specifically designed for his child. Oh yeah, you're gonna pay, you're gonna get what you pay for. $2,000, you're gonna get good quality. But here's what's so amazing about this calling. You're gonna get what he paid for. He paid for your calling with his life. Your calling is that valuable and that expensive. No one else can purchase it. It was a perfect life that was lived for you. We get what he paid for. Don't settle for just anything. Go back to who he's called us to be. It's, it's his calling for you and I, which leads us to the fifth C competence. Sometimes we start there. We think, oh, I should start with competence. If, I, if I'm good at something, then, 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 then I can accomplish things. If I'm good at something, then I can, I can go far, which is true in this world. But we're not of this world. We're of the kingdom of God, which when he takes us to who he is and builds us up with character and our, our calling through community and all of that, and the, and the competence that he gives to us, the abilities that he gives to us, it comes with a foundation, not just abilities. That's why many sports athletes, they don't go too far. They have the talent, but they don't have the character and the foundation to go with it. So when they make a lot of money, they're broke at the end of their career. Why? Because they don't don't have a foundation to go with it. Some of them end up in, in bad places because they have all this money. They don't know how to manage it. When it comes to our competence with God, He qualifies us. He's the one that sets the scene up. In Matthew 25, verse 14, Jesus is giving the illustration of what this looks like. And he says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on his journey. Some people have five talents, some people have two, some people will have one. Everyone has at least one. Sometimes the one with the one talent is like jealous of the person who has five talents. You say, How come I can't have five? Develop that one really well. Develop it really well. Cheer on those who have two, three, four, five. But just do this one very well. Have you ever heard of Michael Phelps? Okay, some of us have heard of Michael Phelps. If you're young and you have never heard of Michael Phelps, just Google Michael Phelps. Go on YouTube, Michael Phelps. You're going to see the greatest and most decorated Olympian of all time. He's a swimmer. I'm not sure how he will do in football or track or baseball, but he is excellent at swimming. Excellent. And you'll, you'll notice his, his signature, right He stands He stands right before he's going to dive. And what does he do? He starts slapping his back. He's like... And he's touching his spine. This guy got some long arms, but he's lean. And I'm not sure what his diet is, but I believe he eats between eight to 10,000 calories a day. He needs that fuel for what he's doing. I think he has almost close to 30 medals as an Olympian. So he needs this... Fuel to fuel his ability of being this great athlete as a swimmer. He's good at it. I wish we could eat that many calories and then burn it off on the things we do, like washing dishes or, or sweeping. <laughs> like, like before you wash dishes, you're like come on let's go start watching dishes thousand calories gone last night I was sweeping and and because uh, I was finished doing the yard and you know how the like the back um, like we have a cement slab like a pergola area and the deck so we're low on water in the park right HPP Hawaiian Paradise Park so I'm not going to squirt it down so I'm going to sweep it but in my mind I'm like I don't want to take forever I'm sweeping like crazy I'm like shht, shht. so I'm like hey the harder I sweep the more wind is developed So it can blow all the grass. And I'm just sweeping like crazy. Then I time myself how fast I can sweep this area. Two minutes, 47 seconds. I was like, that's got to be on world record someplace. Where's the Guinness book? When I was done with that, I felt good about myself. I accomplished something in such a short amount of time. To me, that's an ability. (laughs) That's an ability. Because some of you sweep like this. If you can sweep, sweep with all your heart. <laughs> sweep good. Like, like, whatever you can find, whatever ability that you have, do with all your heart, all your strength, all your might. Time yourself if you got, whatever you got to do. Like, find, what is your ability? What is your competence? What, what, did, what did God give to you? What are you competent as? And don't put anyone else down that they're good at. You do your race. You run your race. Because God gives each to their own ability. He qualifies us. We don't qualify ourselves. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 30 and 31. I love this scripture because it tells us even the youths shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. Like sometimes we think, ah, oh, let the younger people take over, let the younger people do them. They, they you know, they're young. We had our time. You still have much to give. You still have abilities. But even the youth and the young will grow weary. They will faint. They will utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up up with wings like eagles, not chickens, eagles. Eagles, eagles can soar. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When we walk with Jesus, we will also soar with Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Even when you feel weary, wait on the Lord. Wait on Him. It's going to be Him. Just walk with Him. Be in step with Him. He's patient. If we're two years old in our relationship with Him, he, He walks at the pace of grace. He'll walk at the pace of grace. As we mature... We might walk a little quicker, but still walk with Jesus. He's still going to walk at the pace of grace. And he's going to love you unconditionally. You're going to fall, he'll, he'll pick you up. He's right there. It's our walk with Jesus that makes a difference in this world. Let's pray today. Let's start with Jesus Christ. Lord God, thank you for your one and only son that you have given to us as a free gift, who gives us eternal life. And I pray for those who have never said yes to you and if you're here today or online and you're saying, I never gave my life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to say a prayer that leads you. You include your heart and your mind because you're going to make a decision that is life-changing, not just in this world, but it is an eternal decision. The most eternal decision you will ever make. And so as, as I say these words and you repeat after me, know that this is a prayer of salvation. And here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me a future and a hope. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the grave for the forgiveness of my sins. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. So we thank you, Lord, for allowing us the privilege of having this new life with you. We thank you for the gift of eternal life. We thank you that you allow us to walk with you in this life and our journey is our journey. It's not no one else's. It is our journey. It is a personal relationship with you. So thank you for empowering us with your spirit so that when we leave here today, Holy Spirit, will give us the strength that we need to endure even the most difficult trials and problems that we will face. We pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name, and we all said together, amen. Amen. Can we congratulate these that said yes to the kingdom of God? We welcome you. If you did say yes, we'll be at our Yes Table in the Fellowship Hall with a free gift. It's a Bible with some reading material that will help you in your walk with Jesus Christ. For those of you who said yes online, click the link. It'll take you through a process to help you with your walk. God bless you guys. Enjoy your day. And I know you're praying for your team, but just have fun today, you guys. God bless.